Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. It's 9.30 in 716. COVID concerns in the ER. Yeah, I think people expected to walk into the hospital and and be met with a waiting room full of coughing, febrile people. What you need to know. Should I really go to an ER? Should I seek care? Is this something I could manage at home? All the regular patients that used to come with heart attacks and strokes and injuries and surgical problems, um, you know, we, we really were worried about where all those people were and if they they were getting care, which our, our fear was that they were not. I'm Tim Wenger. On 930 and 716, we're reawakening from a coronavirus lockdown for sure. But the fears, of course, they remain. Fears of coming in contact with someone positive with the virus and the anxiety that comes along with all our efforts of keeping ourselves in safe spaces. Among those fears is avoiding medical situations, right? And the atmospheres for fear of coming in contact with COVID-19. It's a real fear, a real concern, and it has kept large numbers of people from seeking needed medical attention at area emergency rooms. Over the course of April, we saw a greater than 60% decrease in emergency department visits. Nobody knows better than Dr. Josh Lynch. He's the director of DeGraff Memorial Hospital Emergency Department and Corporate Emergency Services Liaison at Kaleida Health. I had a chance to visit with Dr. Lynch as well as a recently reluctant ER patient in Ann Brooker. Uh, you know, which is very concerning to us. Um, the emergency department is kind of the safety net of the medical system, right? And when, when over half of our volume is not there, all of a sudden, we get really nervous. And, and, and you know, and additionally, beyond the kind of coronavirus or COVID concerns is all the regular patients that used to come with heart attacks and strokes and injuries and surgical problems. Um, you know, we, we really were worried about where all those people were and if they, 
they were getting care, which our, our fear was that they were not. Yeah, I guess what you'd, what you'd like to think, uh, Dr. Lynch, is that people aren't getting sick, people aren't having heart attacks and strokes, but right. you, you, know, you know that's not the case. Right, I mean, I think if we would have seen something like a 20% drop in volume, maybe that, maybe, maybe that could be explained, right? That may, maybe those people are just getting care at their doctor or are just getting better on their own. But when you see a drop of, in half, um, there are definitely people in that group that should be at the hospital that are not. Well, Ann Brooker is someone who knows firsthand um, of the hesitancy of some people about going in to um, uh, visit the emergency room. Ann, thank you for uh, joining the conversation today. Uh, tell, tell us your, your story and uh, your initial um, you know, reaction about needing to and wanting to or not wanting to go to the emergency room. Well, you know, um, Tim, thank you very much for having me participate in this conversation because I really felt it was important for people to understand about getting the care that they need because I personally went through it. Like Sunday evening, mid-April, in the midst of all of the COVID uh, pandemic, I get violently sick at home. But all in my back of my mind is going, should I really go to an ER? Should I seek care? Is this something I could manage at home? And... You know, I'm, I, I picked up the phone and called Millard Fillmore Suburban, which is close to where I live, called the ER, and they said, absolutely, come in. We, do, we don't want people to hesitate. And, um, you know, I was glad I did. I mean, seriously needed to go to the hospital. And had I waited, I don't know what would have happened because I had to have my gallbladder out. That can be serious. If, the, if you can't, if Dr. Lynch could weigh in there. But, I mean, you can't, that's something you can't just uh, say, I'll do that next month. Right, exactly, and, and right. These are the exact situations that that we were have been fearful about. Is are, are that people, you know, are waiting at home, nervous about coming to the hospital, and letting whatever disease process is happening kind of progress and get worse than than on a regular day when they would have, you know, come in after maybe a couple hours or even maybe even a few minutes of pain or discomfort. You know, yeah, I think that. Um, Sorry, Tim, the, you know, I wouldn't think twice or at the time, you know, I was, I was trying to like pace out how frequently I would go to a grocery store. But to be honest, when you think about it, really in retrospect, the idea that, you know, the healthcare facility, the hospital, the ER would have to have the ultimate amount of, of protection and safety um, for the public to come in there. But you don't think of that. And I think you know, that was going through my mind. But once I got there, um, it was evident to me that all the protocols, everything were in place. And uh, the staff was very reassuring. You know, here's right, that's I a mean. great point. Go ahead, Dr. Lynch. That, that's a great point, Anne. And, and our goal was to not have to have the patients worry about that stuff. Um, mm -hmm. and, and we have spent a lot of time and effort both as emergency physicians, but also kind of as Kaleida as a whole, really making sure that we were ready for any kind of anything that walked through the door, any problem that walked through the door with enough PPE and enough and, and appropriate screening processes, such as giving masks to every single person that walks in the door, whether it's a patient, a family, a family member or staff, um, having temperature checks, having all the staff scheduled and in position to handle that. Um, and, you know, and that's what we were able to achieve r really quickly um, and with the goal of keeping everyone safe, both staff and patients. 
You know, it's, go ahead, Tim. I just wanted to say, it's really interesting to me that just the kind of the human response to this whole scenario, and I think you can both comment on it from different perspectives. We're willing to go to the supermarket and, and go through the aisles of a supermarket and presumably at some point not be six feet from someone. Um, you know, we might, hopefully we have our masks on, obviously, both, you know, ourselves and everyone else in the supermarket, but we're willing to expose ourselves to that environment, yet we're hesitant to go into an environment where all these precautions are taken um, on not a daily basis, but an hourly or minute by minute basis. I guess, Anne, I'll start with you. Why, you know, why do you think we think that way? Um, I think that, and I watched an awful lot of coverage and information I read in the paper, online, TV, radio, and everything pointed to, oh my God, you got to stay away from like a hospital or a healthcare facility, right? Uh, that's where all the COVID patients are. And yet there wasn't enough information that, and that this is what I knew or learned when I got there was that they separated COVID and the non-COVID. And they had taken all the you know precautions to make sure it was safe, but I don't think a lot of people knew that. And so there was this kind of it's almost like a limbo period of April and May where people didn't know. They just didn't have that information. And this is why, you know, having this conversation with the doctor and with you is great. Yeah, I think people expected to walk into the hospital and and be met with a waiting room full of coughing febrile people and 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 i think they people might have thought that they would just kind of be sitting in that waiting room like next to dozens of covid patients um and that you know that really was never the case uh, we worked very hard to keep the waiting rooms empty we socially distanced the chairs in the waiting rooms in addition to providing masks and doing temperature screens on everybody that walked in the door we had even limited access to certain doors so we could have the appropriate kind of checkpoints set up right away um and then also when patients got in the back visitation was kind of limited we didn't allow groups of people to come in and visit um so we really took a lot of precautions right away to keep everybody as safe as possible but then you know addition be it kind of beyond that we also at Kaleida set up a video visit platform or a telemedicine platform which allows people to see an emergency physician from their home. And, and in fact, and in some cases, see exactly the same person that they would have seen if they came into the ER in person. So Anne did the right thing, um, ultimately, and got in there and got the care that she needed, you know, emergent care. Is there anyone, Dr. Lynch, that shouldn't be, you know, going in into uh, an emergency room or an urgent situation at a hospital right now? So now we have things very controlled um, at, at the hospitals and the clinics and, and in the emergency departments. And, and I would say if, if you think you need to go to the ER today, you should have absolutely no hesitation about going there and, and, and not being safe. And the same goes for if you're having a, an emergency at home or a family member is, or a friend or coworker and, and you would have thought about calling 911 six months ago, you should go through the same exact process as you would if COVID was not even around. So don't delay calling 911. Don't delay getting in your car and going to the hospital um, if, you know, if you would have done that before COVID came around. And, you, and you're on the call for a reason. You, you're willing to be on the call. You must think that uh, you know, your initial judgment was in error and uh, you, you're glad you did the right thing. But kind of a message, I think, for all those out there listening to this, 
um, you know, with your thoughts on, um, you know, how you ended up doing the right thing and why you did. You know, I, I'm very glad I did, for one thing, because I don't think that I could have waited all night. But I really wanted the messaging, and I, I think that's from my perspective as somebody went through it. I tell everybody, don't hesitate, don't wait. I talk to my neighbors, told my friends, told my family, you know, and they were like, oh my gosh, you went to, a, you know, a hospital during the COVID, the highest point of the COVID pandemic. I'm like, yeah, because at the end of the day, that should be the safest place for you to go. And it was. And so absolutely, I think, you know, I worry about people waiting. I worry about, you know, my neighbors waiting if they have some kind of issue going on. So that's why I was really open with them and said, you know, don't worry about it. You should go. And um, that's that's how I feel. It, I feel very strongly that people should make sure they're taking care of their health uh, outside of what's going on with COVID. Obviously, they have some concerns, but they, their concerns can definitely be uh, taken care of once they arrive at the facility and, and uh, you know, be seen by the doctor and, and nurses. Well, you look great. You you must feel healthy. Um, you're, you know, everything going well for you? You're, you're... They did a good job, Tim. <laughs> Right, they, they took very good care of me, which is, you know, I'm not always an easy customer, but I think that that worked out really well. So yeah, I don't I know. Thank, how many... I, I thank Kaleida and Millard Fillmore because the staff was great. Um, and, you know, every one of them was uh, friendly and assuring the doctors are good. And I did a televisit with the doctor, the surgeon afterwards, you know, and, and they pronounced me clear and good to go. And so, you know, I, I think the overall experience is great. Yeah, most of us aren't good patients, Anne, so you're not alone there. So thank you thank you for telling your story. Dr. Dr. Lynch, you get the last word here. Um, how are you feeling now moving forward? I mean, do you think that this concern is, uh, you know, easing somewhat? Or, you know, the, the reason we're having this call is perhaps that it's not. I mean, there's still a concern. Right. Yeah, the, the, the emergency department visits are definitely on the rise, which is which is good that people are coming to the hospital when they need it. And we're just hoping that people aren't waiting at home. And I think the take home message is that, that the Collider facilities are very prepared to keep you safe, to keep your family members safe and to take care of you um, if you have an emergency you know, or other concern. And, and also keep in mind that by going to colliderhealth.org, you can schedule a video visit with an emergency provider too, if you're more comfortable doing that. And we can help guide you from there and also offer prescriptions over the video link. Dr. Josh Lynch, director of the DeGraff Memorial Hospital Emergency Department and patient, Ann Brooker. Thanks to both, of course. And the message also is if you need emergency or urgent care, don't avoid it. Seek it and know you're doing the right thing and that the environment is indeed safe. That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t